0: Mums, dads, aunties, uncles, grandpas, brothers, sisters, sons and daughters. Welcome to the Dad Life Podcast. A podcast by dads for dads. But not just for dads. For it's for everyone. It's you? for everyone. It's yeah. for Defin- everybody. De-
1: definitely for everybody. The, so the more the merrier. More the merrier. More listeners, the merrier. That's correct. <laughs>
0: That beautiful voice that you hear is my great friend, Alex Leonard, our co-host, and my name is Sam McCauley. How are you doing, Lentil? Good, mate. Uh, Lentil, that is my nickname.
1: So you've introduced me to Alex Leonard. My nickname is Lentil. We're we're already off to a good start. No, I am happy to be here, my good friend. Uh, Happy to talk about all things fatherhood with yourself. Um, It's going to be interesting, considering we know nothing, um, and we're kind of just sort of fumbling our way through it. But we thought, what better way than to have Uh, this documented journey, you know, our fatherhood journey documented. But we figured if we make mistakes, why can't people learn from our mistakes? And if we have the occasional rare, and I mean rare, success, then it would also be great if people could maybe, you know, try and copy that success, right?
0: You're not wrong. um, We've been thrown in the deep end around about the same time. You've got the beautiful Alfie. Yes. You've been fathering for how many days?
1: I am eight weeks yesterday into my fatherhood uh, journey
0: as it were. Um, so yes, very fresh off the boat as it, were, as it well, was. Well, I know I've got the wonderful Charlie boy who's 172 days old and uh, five by the months, days, very yeah, specific. <laughs> well, very did specific. the maths, did the maths, yeah. quick maths. Um, but yeah, it's been obviously incredible and as you said, we're, um, you know, challenges every single day and it's absolutely learning. I mean, how great are women, by the way, just quietly.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, mm, we'll get on to that. <laughs> tune into episode two for that yes. one.
0: I mean, it's obviously genuine, genuinely incredible and so, I mean, you'll obviously hear, ladies, and gentlemen that the um the dulcet tones that that len is producing he is from over the water from the uk you're now a Mm. resident here in australia where we Mm. are recording um have you found it mate i mean obviously you're with your partner mel now Mm. you've got beautiful alfie and you know you've gone through all of this you know the pregnancy announcement everything um being away from your family and your loved ones Mm. yeah it's been a bit of a roller coaster to be honest with you
1: i mean I am British. You can tell from this accent, I'm sure, and um, it probably sounds very eloquent and lovely compared to my uh, co-host Sam's accent, which you know, the Australian accent is what it is, and we'll leave it at that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it has been an adventure. I mean, look, I look. We talk about COVID or whatever, whatnot. I don't want to. I don't want to talk about COVID. I don't want to bring that into the discussion. But I moved here to Australia in the midst of a fucking pandemic. Okay, and now. We, you know we are we are here uh, and we've been going through the, the pandemic as, as a couple me and Mel and um, basically have had our major life steps throughout the pandemic you know whether it's be buying a house together and then choosing to you know have a baby which is a huge decision um, and being away from my family has been extremely difficult I mean I mean, I'm sure this is true for a lot of people who haven't been able to travel during the pandemic. You have been separated from your family and there probably are quite a few people who might be going through something similar to what I have been going through, starting a family away from your family in a way, which is, which has been tough. But look, I can't say it's been bad because we've got this amazing outcome. <laughs> so so it's not really, there's no neg. That, you know, I don't see any negatives in the situation, you know, and the world is luckily and hopefully coming back around again so i'll be able to see my family
0: soon with little alfie you know oh similar boat my old man actually lives over in the uk um at the minute uh, with his beautiful wife, uh, Susie. And uh, we got some incredible news. He's booked these flights. He's out here in go. February. So we're absolutely buzzing. Um, he actually told us uh, via Messenger on uh, the old Facebook Messenger. I was watching the Doghouse Australia, which is emotional enough as Great it is. Show. Great show. And then that text message comes through and uh, genuine tears. And I, there think, you go. <laughs> I mean, just an emotional wreck over the last five months anyway. I think that
1: is fair. And I mean, I know, you know, and this, this is what we're gonna say about this, right? Like first and foremost, we are not here to say that you know we're more emotional than say our partners or anything like that because they have been through some you know i think it's a level of of trauma in a way you know birth and, and and the experience even elements of pregnancy which is i know what we're going to talk about a bit today um but i think the idea behind this is to say that you know especially when I was looking around Sam, there was not much out there from a father's perspective that I found that I could listen to and relate to um, about how I'm feeling, okay? And yes, we are also extremely emotional. Like, you know, it is a roller coaster for us as well. There's an element of helplessness involved when you are a partner, you know, a father in waiting and you don't know how to help your partner. Um, And I definitely needed something during my, you know, my experience to help me along with that and there wasn't really anything so i hope that us talking about it can sort of let other people who feel maybe like we did at the time have maybe something to lean on maybe some experience to sort of you know um you know listen to and 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 like i said we don't know everything (laughs) and what we know is probably you know very young in this you know information that we're getting is is literally happening in front of us but if we can relay that to the listener in any way shape or form i think that would be amazing and such a great resource for any you know dads but also mothers um who want to find out how dads feel about it all because that's the other thing like i i know my partner would have loved to have listened to something with me from a father's perspective she had loads of things to listen to from a mother's perspective, but nothing from a father's perspective. And I think
0: that's interesting. Um, And that's kind of the reason we're doing it, right? Agreed. Yeah. I mean, obviously great mates and a great way to sort of document the journey, but I mean, nothing has smacked me between the eyes like becoming a dad. Like, yeah. you know, um, you don't realize almost how sort of selfish you are until, uh, you know, th- it comes along And this, you know, yeah. incredible four kilo uh, human. <laughs> hey, we'll talk about the sizes later, but four kilos, Jesus. I,
1: you know, poor little Alfie, he weren't nowhere near four kilos, but we'll get onto that in the second episode. So that's a spoiler warning for, <laughs> yeah. for that one. Um, but yeah, like it's a cliche, it's a cliche, right? Like, you know, how excited was I about becoming a dad? Um, and the thing about it is, like, obviously, massively excited, but also extremely nervous. And you hear all these cliches, like, you know, when it happens, you'll, you you know, it's the most incredible thing that will happen in your life. You know, another spoiler warning. You've heard that before. That's kind of true. <laughs> like, mm. you, there is no emotion like it. And it's weird because you hear that as a when you're not a dad and you're kind of like, hmm. Yeah, it's going to be amazing, whatnot. You know, it's going to be incredible. It can't be that good, can it? And then it happens, and you're in this frantic state, and you know, you're just, and you're just like, what is? This is amazing. You know what I mean? It's crazy. It is actually a crazy thing that if until you've experienced it, you will not know how it feels. And like you said, it hits you right in the face and just goes, Whoa. "You're a dad now," mm. and the overwhelming sense of like love and pride and all that stuff comes into it. So, it's it's crazy. But I was
0: like super excited to become a dad um you know and i I know that you were as well right oh mate i mean i've been a a primary teacher you know um my nickname growing up was sort of the king of the kids um sort of (laughs) didn't know that yeah um uh, learning i'm learning things (laughs) couldn't wait honestly couldn't wait um my beautiful wife ellie i knew deep down she was always going to make the most incredible mother Mm -hmm. um and she wouldn't mind me sort of saying this, um, you know, she sort of took a little bit more time to sort of come around to, to kids and um, yep. it was certainly always on the cards, but um, it was something I would, I was absolutely couldn't, couldn't wait for. And mm. the, I mean, the day we found out Ellie was pregnant, um, I was having a, a lazy Tuesday. My business partner will not like hearing that, but I uh, no. was we laying in bed and uh, Ellie went off and, and did a pregnancy test. Mm-hmm. Um, and to be honest, then we, we, we saved a few, Bob, we, we got the cheapo um, sort of pregnancy test. Yeah, so I think yeah. We got a packet of like a hundred for, for $14. Yeah, And the instructions on reading this, like it wasn't uh, the simple smiley nope. face or the two lines. It was like, if one line's faint and one oh, line is God. solid, then you might be pregnant. If there's no lines, it's broken. Yep. If there's two solid lines, check again. And she's come in with this what seemed like a positive and when we ended up dropping 40 bucks on the proper one and she's coming with the da vinci code saying right if you see these symbols right this means you're pregnant All Right, um
1: that is a very interesting point because that you know the pregnancy tests like from my you way know, when i when we first started trying to conceive um we did the same thing we had very cheap pregnancy tests and the line was so faint on this test right that i was like Does that actually mean we're pregnant? And apparently, if there's any sort of indication on these tests, they are 99.9% accurate. I could not believe it, right? Turns out you can get those ones with little smiley faces, like you just mentioned, and the ones that say how pregnant you are mm, I, in like electronic led form so i was like
0: why are we buying those that's the one we ended up purchasing and it said you know we were eight weeks and we wanted to get a photo with it but it ended up timing out and missed the opportunity for that JPEG. Mm. but talk just <laughs> quickly side sidetrack talk about hollywood's exaggeration of pregnancy test pricing i watched knocked up the other day and great there's film. that great film i mean very um, good film hit you differently when you're a dad just quietly it, yeah well, i've watched it since <laughs> um but yeah, they would they did the scene where they were dropping she did forty two pregnancy tests on Yeah, like, that's, that's mad. That's that, mental. That's that's that's, that's, that's like four hundred dollars. Financially unfeasible. Yeah. Uh so yeah. Um, and unnecessary. <laughs> absolutely. And as you said, <laughs> if if it says <laughs> They know the rules. It, so what about what about UML? Where was was it a uh, a moment? Was it planned? Did she come in, wait for you to come home from work? It was quite an
1: interesting one because we, we actually hadn't been trying that long. Uh, it was probably the um, second cycle or ovulation cycle that we were quite fortunate enough that you know it worked but I remember it very vividly because um, we were taking tests like you know a few a week you know to see what was going on like this but obviously waited the time after um, the ovulation cycle and, and stuff like that but we were taking tests and um i remember it vividly because we went out for brunch with some friends and they were also trying to get pregnant and we were just discussing like oh and we took a test that morning and it was there was nothing on the test and so we were like look you know we've tried this month but it's not happened right fast forward to after that brunch at like 2 p.m my partner mel was like i'll just try taking another one and she took it and that's when we had the faint line (laughs) and honestly that for me was such a lovely moment because it was the genuine surprise and shock because i was like not not disheartened of course because we only just started trying but i was in that in a mindset that like okay we're not pregnant this month you know Uh, maybe next month and then to have that sort of like (laughs) complete reverse was quite mad and i just remember it very vividly and we i I did a little run around the room and you know mel was very shocked and we've got a great dane and she was going a bit crazy because i was running around the room um so yeah it was a bit of a madhouse um but amazing feeling and um that 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 will always stick with me the you know our reaction to that test um you know something that we were
0: just completely blindsided by <laughs> yeah uh, it's like there's no real surprises in life any, mm. anymore are there so no. for, for that for that moment it's absolutely amazing I mean you touched on ovulation and mm. it's it's funny it's only when you sort of start to make that life decision I think I'm ready to start to make uh, you know um, start a family mm-hmm. you realize how actually hard it is to fall pregnant I mean you know, oh, yeah. you're, you almost spend your, your, your 20s you know avoiding it you're thinking yep. that you know every encounter might end up in a, in a pregnancy but it's it's tough it's hard and a lot of people you know and i'm sure a lot of listeners
1: here might have tried for a lot longer or still be trying or um you know and it's difficult to you know you you have no idea how long it's going to take um so you start that process and this is the thing we started the process and i'm sure you did as well Started the process with the anticipation that it might take a long time you know um we were fortunate that it didn't take a long time but we were prepared we were setting in for a year you know we mm. were settling and that was in the mindset obviously plans shift as soon as all of that changes so it's quite an interesting shift because sometimes and I think this is true for a lot of people you go into it with and maybe even more so for dads because like you just said we think it might be more difficult or something I find that my partner Mel had done more research than me and like I said, if there was something like this, then maybe I would have been able to have a bit more research as well. But it's it's interesting that I was like settling in for, oh, well, we've still got like a year, you know, uh, we can still maybe go, you know, traveling or do this thing or do that thing. And then before, you know, oh, we're pregnant and you've got to suddenly shift your whole mentality towards this new phase of life, which is pregnancy. Right. And pregnancy is basically the main topic of the show today. Right. Sam?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's, yeah, it, it lasts nine months. Apparently. It lasts nine months.
1: Um, Too long in my opinion. <laughs> and we'll talk about that. I mean, like, what were your, like, because I think there's a lot of misconceptions about pregnancy from my perspective anyway. And obviously everything's personal. Um, So everyone has different opinions. Every pregnancy um, I have learned is different and I can completely respect and, and see that. And, you know, I have heard stories from friends um close friends and who have had a lot of problems during pregnancy um and i'd say the biggest thing that i felt during pregnancy um is helplessness in terms of it's out of your hands there is nothing really that you can do other than support understand which we'll get onto i'm sure but the other thing was anxiety i had huge anxiety during the early phases of pregnancy which kind of took away a lot of the the joy for me, uh I don't know about yourself, I mean, was it similar for you, or was it more you were just yeah. excited about it or
0: uh, yeah, just the excitement um obviously, I mean you sort of find out at that sort of eight week mark um. But yeah, just excitement levels. um, You know that first scan. Yeah. Um, I mean, a a little bit later on in the pregnancy, he measured a little bit, um, a little bit little, and he had he had something on his kidney that we just needed to Mm -hmm. to monitor. Um, But I guess that you do mention it. You know, the slightest thing on an ultrasound around that kidney thing that just did spark a memory of like. What, what's this, what's this, what's this, what's this? Um, and I mean, first of all, those ultrasound people were absolutely incredible. Mm-hmm. Did you, I mean, you didn't want to know the sex, did you? No, no. so we were total like uh, like yourself. We were a um, surprise. We, we just wanted to keep it as much did as, you, as possible. Did you storm in? I mean, I was eyes covered, you know, yelling at this poor ultrasound. Do not, do not go south. I do not want to know the sex. Pretty, pretty please. Uh,
1: I <laughs> did say specifically multiple times, multiple times I said specifically that, I do not uh, want to know the sex of the baby. Now, what I have learned in this experience is that sometimes it's, just, and it's completely understandable because the amount of pressure that must be on these people doing the ultrasound.
0: 15 a day. They do like,
1: yeah, like getting through these scans a day, obviously delivering fantastic news. They get excited as well. Sometimes they have Freudian slips where they might accidentally say the sex of the baby. Now I've been told that that, you know, Actually, could just be the way that they communicate. Like sometimes people find it hard to call a living thing "it," which is completely understandable. Um, you know, so we were in a scan, and unfortunately, the ultrasound operator did, in fact, say it was a boy. He <laughs> was a boy, um, but she and the reason I sort of kind of realised that it was accurate is because she panicked after she said it. Now, oh, the, the, moment, the moment they start like going oh, after they've said it is when, you know, oh, fuck, yeah. you know, they've made a mistake here. But, you know, I was like, I was telling myself the whole way through the pregnancy, like, hey, it might have just been what they said. Yeah. And then they panicked because they said something. Yeah. You know. Turns out it was a boy. So, <laughs> so I mean, <laughs> if yeah, so, 50, facto, 50. it is what it is. But um, getting to that scan, I think, is quite an important topic because like I was talking about the anxiety, it, it's it's completely real. And I, I know like a lot of couples feel this way. Like it's hard for it to feel tangible until you get to that first scan.
0: Oh yeah, the three months.
1: Uh, and then even then the next scan, you know, so it depends on what country you're in, depending on how many scans you get in your healthcare system or whatnot. But until you get to say 12 weeks, which I think is pretty much a ballpark figure globally, um, there's a lot of anxiety around um, in terms of just, you know, miscarriage, anything that could go wrong, Um, you know all you've had at that point is blood tests and Mm. the pregnancy tests and like we said they're accurate but how accurate are they you know we you you don't know you're you're going through this experience for the first time so I think in the early stages of pregnancy as well that was that for me was a big factor and obviously when you get to that first scan that's when it becomes a lot more real and when you get the 12 week one or whatever (laughs) the 20 week one you see in a fully formed human
0: being that's a crazy experience i could not have, i mean the darkened room the you know the massive screen and that heart flickering and it's it's funny what sticks in your mind that photographic memory it's like again yeah, something i'll hold so dear it's like holy shit this is a human that we've created yeah and yeah i guess that's when it that when it really ultimately really really did sink in they obviously print off the the photo and you get the video um it was yeah amazing but I mean, that anxiety you sort of spoke of there. Um, is there a time that it's sort of... Um,
1: I would say like we were quite lucky during our pregnancy that um, everything went quite smoothly um, up until the latter stages of our pregnancy. Um, and during that time, I think the anxiety just stems from, you know, everyone can go on Google these days and, and search anything and read anything Um you know, we have friends who had slight abnormalities in their scans as well. And the sort of things that might not get picked up on at all, but then actually could be something quite major. Luckily, they weren't. um, But I know that made them extremely anxious uh, for quite a while. And then in turn, obviously, you human nature is you switch focus to your own situation as well and try and relate it to that. So there you know when i speak about this anxiety i speak from a, a a place of like obviously it was extremely exciting to be pregnant um but for me pregnancy wasn't this <clears throat> and i think i'm fair to speak for my partner mel i don't think it was this amazing time that some people do speak about and i think that's okay i don't think you have to say like oh isn't it just an amazing time to be pregnant I, you know for us no it, it was filled with like i said anxiety it was filled with worry um I also know that it took a quite strong physical toll in the first trimester on on Mel. Um, she was a lot more tired, uh, which is perfectly normal. Um, and you know, after doing lots of research, that's the case. And then, obviously, the second trimester, you know, was was better, and that is that is probably the best time of the pregnancy we had. You know, we'd had the scan. Mel was starting to feel a bit better, um, and we were moving towards you know that magical forty week number um and every week that went by it was like i was ticking it off and sort of going we made it through another week and that was kind of my feeling about pregnancy and i think that's okay like some people love it um for me it was you know it was a time <laughs> where i was counting down more so than in, in, living in the moment which is maybe something i'll try and work on for the next one you I mean, know
0: yeah but i again we 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 didn't want to bring it up but it, even the product of the environment that we were in at the time yep. of of covid and lockdowns and um, you know, obviously, probably heighten some of those those experiences, uh, but yeah. I mean, it's. I mean, to to hear that quite candidly from you, and we're we're pretty close mates now. Mm-hmm. For the first time, um, we've not really talked about that. But, no, yeah. but it's you know, and 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 that's the thing. I mean, I remember sort of hearing you know, growing up, you'll you'll finish school, you'll go to eighteenth, and it'll be twenty first, and it'll be mm-hmm. weddings, and then you and all your mates will sort of have babies. And we're obviously mm-hmm. in that that sort of age bracket where a, a large proportion of our sort of friendship groups are, are having sort of um, kids now. But yep. did so once that sort of. 12-week scan sort of came around Mm -hmm. in the three months and again as you said that sort of universal global sort of everything's on the up how did you go sort of telling your friends and your community and your mum and dad that was amazing that was amazing so telling people
1: um you know close friends family um albeit via zoom a lot of the time um which is you know one of the constrictions uh you know constrictions that we had at this you know in this time that we were pregnant um telling people was incredible um that i was there when you told us obviously about Chaz, and uh that still shocked me <laughs> you were uh, i was <laughs> we were at the, were the, we the croydon were, pub you were, we were, in you a were pub, sampling
0: yeah. a parmigiana for the first time i was just
1: i was really hungry mate to be honest with you so <laughs> we set the scene we were like at this restaurant first time out of sort of lockdown and ordered these parmas um you know with loads of chips i was starving hadn't eaten for like six hours i would to tuck into my food sam's like let's get a picture let's get a picture let's get a picture I'm like can we just eat first <laughs> he was filthy and then he uh, took the picture and you said ellie's pregnant and i was just like so concerned about my food i didn't really twig what was going on and then everyone was like what and i was like oh yeah what (laughs) (laughs) Uh, which was quite funny um yeah so that was
0: good that was a good way of doing it you got to say a few in person person yeah Yeah. again it's it's things that stick with us got to tell my mom and my stepdad and my sister and my um her partner who were pregnant as well Mm. um you know face to face and then a great great group of mates nice and close face to face Mm. which Obviously, again, coming out of lockdown was just just so special, um, and you know, I mean, it takes a it takes a village. I mean, we again, we'll probably touch on this in coming episodes, but those people that you tell first up, and you know, your really core group of mates, they're with you for the ride. And again, oh, yeah. for 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 listeners that you know might be pregnant, I mean, that support network that you have around you, you might not even realize it right now, but. The food deliveries, then yeah. the Uber Eats vouchers—you know, we'll dropping off that, knitted. Yeah. For, I mean, it was a- absolutely bonkers, and um, yeah, I I cherish those little moments of, t- of telling the the friends and family.
1: Um, yeah, I think telling telling people is definitely and, and sort of seeing you know, it's one of these things, and you see it at baby showers, right? Which once again, we
0: we. Weren't able to Sorry, <laughs> I'll stop you there, Linda. Yeah. Um, <laughs> baby shower, again, yeah. you know. We, unfortunately, yours did have to get cancelled. We did yeah. a bit of a virtual one. You did? Our baby shower. Um, you was know, it was lovely. It was lovely, wasn't it? <laughs> it it was, was lovely. You had what, a little canopy, <laughs> loads of, um, like, a little uh, were, food section, why vaps you, everywhere. Where were you 15 minutes late?
1: Oh, uh, just, you know, uh, I can't even blame it on a baby. <laughs> I have a great Dane. It's like a giant baby, okay? So that is what I was blaming on. But um, I also hurt my knee playing.
0: No, you came to my house. What? You came to my
1: house. Oh, yeah, I did go to your <laughs> house. See, this is it, baby brain. I don't even know what I did. I did. I actually went to the wrong venue, so that's my bad. No, uh, you, you didn't you, read the invite. You brought a few
0: platters in. Thanks for thanks for that. Yeah. Uh, now, <laughs> courses, support. As you said, you know, the real, the real mm-hmm. purpose of this sort of podcast is just, you know, take anybody that wants to sort of listen on our sort of journey where, you know, 172 days in, eight weeks in from your end. Yep. Um, but obviously... You don't know what you don't know. So how did you go about sort of, you know, readying, readying yourself, readying you and Mel before for what was sort of coming? So we actually opted for a course, okay? And
1: I think that, and, and Mel would be fine with me saying this as well, she needed to go on a course. Um, now, it's not for everyone. And I'm going to say this, you know, off the bat, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to level with you. I did not want to go on this course. Like, you know, the thought of, sitting in a room for it's like school and i haven't been at school for a very long time but it was the thought of sitting in a room for eight hours a day saturday and sunday so your weekend's gone so i don't even think you're getting that all right um the thought of that was very hard to take but you know like i said we're helpless in this situation father sometimes you just need to support your partner as much as you can If they want you to go on a course, here's the thing, go on the course. And I'll say this, honestly, I went into that course thinking, how useful can this course be? It was actually very useful. Um, I learned so much from that course that I actually ended up using during the birthing process. Not only that, I learned stuff that helped me process things leading up to birth and also post-birth. So when people say like you know is it worth going on a course what can I do as a father during um, pregnancy inform yourself as much as possible and that's just you know like I said I look for podcasts I didn't really find anything but I did go on this course and I did learn a lot and if I could recommend anything to anyone it's be like just go on one of these two-day courses doesn't have to be a Saturday and a Sunday maybe try and split it up over a weekend Sunday and another following Sunday or something but the information you learn is actually very useful and not only is it useful for you it's useful for your partner you'd be amazed at how much goes into the actual birthing process biologically like and the stuff you don't know is crazy like the things that you can get taught and just even little tips here or there will make a huge difference to your whole experience and that's the thing that you need to focus on is the birthing experience. You want to make that as easy as possible for your partner, right? And you want to be there to support them. And the more knowledge you have of that process, the more knowledge you'll be able to help, uh, you know, the more you'll be able to help that whole process in general mm-hmm. and not be. And we'll talk about this in the, in the following episode, but you don't want to feel like you're a burden during that process. You want to feel like you ha- are a useful You want tool. to add value you want to add value exactly and going on a course i found definitely added value to me in that situation
0: Mm. We, yeah um yeah i I remember talking to you about it and obviously a a little bit ahead of you and i'm not i'm not proud to sort of admit this and ellie was sort of pushing them forward and Mm. you know let's do this it was all obviously over zoom right then and you know you know maybe subconsciously i was sort of Pivoting in the way of you know, avoiding it, and sort of, you know, how hard can it be? Thousands of people give birth every sort of day. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I did book in. A, it was called Beers and Bubs. It was sort of a, yep. a, a eat a Parmigiana, which you're a big fan of since, since moving to Australia, and um, I went well along with a couple of mates. And it was sort of that sort of lighthearted pregnancy course, and went for a, a number of hours. And just as you as you said, some of the information that they were sort of passing on around the the biology that sits behind it. You know what you can do, and the impact that you can have as that support person was incredible. So um, beers and bubs, check it out. But the yeah, the, the information, and you don't know what you don't know, and it was it, it was really eye opening. And coming back, it was a, it was a late night, and sort of you know tapping Ellie on the shoulder and saying, "Did you know this? Did you know that? Did you know this?" And she's like, "Oh no, wow!" So um yeah, and then and then when. <laughs> well shit hits the fans the wrong terminology but when you are you know at the coalface and, and yep. things are going down and you're able to pull pull out a couple of those those bit tips and tricks it was it was yeah very powerful so what we're saying is go on a course yeah
1: or try and just inform yourself as much as possible because this is the thing when we talk about pregnancy and we talk about being helpless the one thing you can do is inform yourself and also maybe help your partner, like Sam just said about, he You know, he said, did you know this to Ellie? And she was like, oh, actually, I didn't know that. That's quite interesting. There are so many stories, so many facts, so many opinions on the birthing process that informing yourself as much as possible is important. And the other thing is birth doesn't always go the way you think it's going to go. It's not a straightforward, you know, uh, vaginal birth. That isn't always the way it's going to be, right? You need to be prepared for outcomes. And you need to prepare yourself mentally for other outcomes. And that's the other thing. So inform yourself about other outcomes and don't panic. Like mm. That's Because if you don't know the information and something doesn't happen the way you expect that it will, the first reaction for everyone is to panic. It's to you know think what's wrong here and doesn't necessarily mean something's wrong it just means that you have to shift focus to to a way that you didn't think you would go down Um, and having more knowledge on those processes is invaluable and I found that with the course that I did it prepared me for all eventualities so that if something did go maybe not to plan our first reaction wouldn't be to panic. It would be to, you know, take a step back, look at the situation, follow the advice of doctors, and then, you know, accept that that is the way that we're going to have birth. Mm. And there are these Hollywood um, sort of, and we've talked about Hollywood already in depictions of uh, pregnancy, but Hollywood depictions of birth are wildly inaccurate um, (laughs) from the actual process. And they also don't necessarily prepare you for other outcomes. So what i would say is yeah don't you know don't sensationalize birth um like you see in dramas and stuff like that um but do go on a course do inform yourself as much as possible listen to us oh, rambling absolutely. on, which is you know obviously terrible information but um it's some form of information you can't deny that so yeah that would be my advice as a partner during pregnancy uh, inform yourself as much well, as possible yeah
0: I had a uh, footy coach, Len. I know you're mm. obviously here in Australia. You got some strong views on your big, big, big AFL fan at the minute. But mm. I had a football coach say, "Do your work early, and um, the yeah. re- afterwards it's easier." So do your work early. Get your course in. Again, yeah. it's it's like cooking. <laughs> preparation is half the battle. Prior planning and preparation prevents piss poor performance. So Correct. Do your work early. Um, now, Len, I do have two more things that I just wanted to touch on in this opening episode. Shoot. Um, now, names. You're not you're not having a kid and. You're not just pulling uh-huh. a name out of a hat. Uh huh. Obviously, very early on, maybe even before conception, you've got a few names bubbling around. How did you settle on Alfie? I mean, um, was it something, did he look like an Alfie? Was it one of seven? You know, did Mel trump you with Alfie because she was the one that gave birth? Talk me through it.
1: So I've always, and this is all personal experience, right? So I'm sure that everyone has this thing in their mind where they all have their kids' names or names that they might want to call their kids, right? They might never say it to their partner, um, but they will at some point have a name. Like I've always had some names in my mind. Funnily enough, Alfie wasn't one of them. That doesn't mean that it wasn't, you know, it wasn't in my thinking. It just, it, it, I just maybe hadn't, I hadn't thought of it, okay? There's a fantastic process that we went through which was actually quite enjoyable and quite fun so for anyone who is during the pregnancy phase right now and are having minor quarrels about names which is perfectly normal because you learn a lot about what you know names people think are acceptable for children especially when you can't believe some of the stuff you know i was like what are you doing thinking about we're definitely not calling our kid that um you know i was saying stuff like that to
0: mel um there's a great app but you've got to give that opinion Behind closed doors. Oh, never, yeah. Never. Oh, we don't do it in public. Oh, no, that's a dog name. Don't, no, No, <laughs> do no not. don't say that. Yes. Yeah.
1: So uh, there's a great app. So everyone knows about the app Tinder. Yeah. Which is, uh, you know, you swipe left or right. Obviously, you know, you know 2014 called it once his app back. We, we all know about <laughs> Tinder. But guys, there is an app called Kinder. Now, we are not sponsored by Kinder. Maybe we will be in the future. Feel Who knows? free. Get in touch. Get in touch. Um. It's fantastic. Basically, uh, you it will provide you with girls and boys' names. You swipe uh, left if you want that name and all right. I think it's right. Swipe again, right. So I've never used, never used Tinder. Tinder. I've never used it. And so. this was the
0: excitement. I remember, yeah. again, been with Ellie for many, many years. Tinder came during a relationship and... I thought, you know, I was like, oh, I missed out on that opportunity. And then the opportunity to start swiping left or right, which, you know, a lot of people have had the pleasure of doing over countless years. I was pumped. And um, when a match is made, what about that? And oh, go,
1: beautiful. Uh, so, yeah, you match. So you you sync it up with your partner and you match names. And at the end of the process, we had a uh, about four or five boy names that we matched on. And we already knew our girl name, but we did also match on four or five uh, girl names. And it's just a fun process because, like I said, did you a, did you a, drop the four ninety nine for? Didn't I, yeah. No, we did the, the free names. Right. I have to say there are enough names in <laughs> there. If you can't names. find a name, if you can't find a name from the hundreds that they supply, trust me, you don't need to pay the extra fee. Um, so don't do that. I'm not, and you know, just do the base one. But um, yeah, it was such a fun thing to do. Like when we were just because you're on your phone a lot. Like people these days are on their phone a lot, and if you're on the couch. Just sort of relaxing and you know, you, you have a few more quiet nights in during pregnancy because you don't want to go out taking the piss. You know, you I'm I'm not off to the pub love. You stay in, you know, you can't drink, you can't eat all these foods. Um, you know, you sort of sit in a bit more, you watch films a bit more, you know, you were in lockdown as well. It's a fun experience to do together, to sort of both be on this app and like, oh, we matched on that name. So That's quite fun.
0: Alfie was found on that. App. Al- Alfie was found on that app. Yeah. Right. It's funny you should mention with obviously talking about names and, you know, you, you know, you, as you know, partners, you do tend to sort of rein it in when your partner's going through, through pregnancy. But um, obviously big events might pop up. And I had a very good friend's Bucks party, which you attended. And when you're out and about on those nights out, while your partner is pregnant, you want to still maybe have baby at front of mine. So we'd put in a big day, Len, at the mm. Bucks. Um, you were third best on, not bad from you, but yeah. um, home time waiting for my Uber outside and Ellie and I were talking names, flat stick, obviously didn't know the gender, didn't know that we were going to have a wonderful boy. Didn't know that we were going to call him Charlie at that point. And we had one name in particular that I think we've completely vetoed right now. And I'm happy to say it. It it was Noah, but it was going to be for a girl. Oh, interesting. Noah is on our list for a boy. Okay. So, so we had Noah for a girl and, it was, we'd seen it in a TV show, didn't come up in uh, Kinder, but we thought this could be a little bit unique. And waiting for the Uber, again, worried about how it might be perceived by outsiders and people that didn't know Noah, if we were gonna have a girl. Mm-hmm. There were three young gentlemen, that would have been 22, 23 years of age, I reckon, walking down the, the, the side alley while I was waiting for my Uber. And I thought, perfect, what a little sample size here. And I can ask them what they truly think about Noah for a girl. <laughs> so I said, gents, sorry. Can I just borrow a few moments? Um, about to have a kid, two months away. I want to throw a name at you for a girl and I want your honest opinion. And I was like, this is great. They don't know me for a bar of soap. They're going to give me an honest response. So I said, Noah for a girl. And the first gentleman said, oh, fuck no. <laughs> Second gentleman said- No, oh, fuck no. call cool, blimey, mate. <laughs> fuck no. Second lovely uh, young lad said, oh, no, no. I've heard that for the girl. That's beautiful. And the third bloke said, uh, I'm undecided. So it was- the perfect sample size, but really got me no further to thinking that Noah was an acceptable name. Uh-huh. So uh, we've shelved it. We've littered it. It's probably not going to get the nod if we, we maybe have a girl down the future. But um, I mean, for Charlie, we were, we were set on 100% on, a, on another name in particular. And I think what happened for me, I was going to be a Max. I was a Max, and then apparently when I was born, it was, no, nah, he doesn't look like a Max. He's a Sam. And um, so it was It was a bit the same. We had we had this one boy name that we were rock solid on, and then we had Charlie. The only issue was my mum has a dog named Charlie, and Ellie, Ellie's parents have a dog named Charlie. And we're like, oh, crap. But Charlie <laughs> is
1: a person's name, so that's okay. Yes. You know, but, yeah. if you were to name your kid Felix, I'm not saying there's <laughs> anything wrong with that. Now, that could be a cat's name.
0: Okay, Oh, you know a few Felixes? I know a few Felix cats. Okay. Okay. No,
1: no kids. And I like the name Felix, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm a full proponent for it, but yeah. I'm just saying that that is definitely an animal's name.
0: Well, I'm. this is where I think I was going to tell our listeners, keep your opinions to yourself. Smile and nod politely. You if somebody is lucky enough to, you know, maybe share their future baby name, lead yourself. Keep your opinions to yourself because it's only... It'll, It'll end badly. One more thing, then. Uh, obviously, got jam-packed episode one. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. But another big thing that I know that my partner, my wife Ellie, had a, a bit of issues with, and I, I found it, it almost overwhelming at times, was the countless advice that was mm-hmm. coming thick and fast from from friends, from family, from strangers, from co-workers. Um, everyone's obviously got an opinion. Loads of people have obviously been through this. And how did you go? I mean, in terms of the the overwhelming advice that was coming through thick and fast. No pregnancy
1: is the same. So that's the th- first thing to say is like, whatever someone tells you, even what we're saying right now, um, yeah, there are some good tips in there. But it, if it doesn't work for you, it doesn't work for you that's okay. Like, it's all completely different. So I always tried to tell myself, like, you know, we're going for our own thing. Um, People's advice, you know, uh, will ring true in some respects. And in other respects, it might not completely work. Um, I think, you know, if I were to give one piece of advice myself, which is, you know, segue advice, which we just said, uh, (laughs) sometimes doesn't always work. And this is a very specific one. But I think it's one that maybe will work for a lot of people is, be prepared. Okay, which is an easy thing to say. But towards the end of our pregnancy, uh, we had very little growth. Alfie wasn't growing. Okay. Now, it was very closely monitored. And this was when the anxiety which had dissipated, then came back into the latter stages of pregnancy. And we were hit about 37 and a half weeks. And there was still no major growth from him like compared to what they should be seeing um and we were and we'll get onto this in the next episode but we were you know all hands on deck we're being induced okay so we actually felt we had like two or three more weeks time because one of the overriding pieces of advice that you will hear and i guarantee this this is the piece of advice that i think everyone hears is it's your first child you're gonna go over your 40 weeks (laughs) that is like a step It is crazy how many people said that to me okay and then lo and behold just coming up to 38 weeks we're in the we're in the delivery room so we didn't have I mean we had a lot of stuff done but there was so much that we needed to organize in about 12 hours before we were induced that it made it' very stressful for us okay so my one piece of advice is from about 34 35 weeks um or even earlier if you can just make sure you've got everything sort of prepared as much as you can like uh your nursery doesn't necessarily have to be done but you know packing your bag making sure your hospital bag is ready to go um, and making sure that you as the partner or the father um knows what's in that bag that's important because you don't want to be bothering your partner Um, And I learned this the hard way asking where certain things are in the bag when they're going through, you know, hell, (laughs) they're going through a tough time. Okay. So just be prepared, get everything ready, Um, get all your information ready, get your bag packed, get um, just your mentality switched on from about 34 weeks onwards that, Hey, we're having a baby soon. And I think that's important. Just getting that shift in mentality. So that'd be my one piece of advice. As I said, might not be necessarily relevant to you. You might go over. Um, but you know, I was told that a lot and we didn't, and I wish we weren't told it. And I wish I was slightly more prepared.
0: Well, there it is again. Do your work early, get it, get prepared. Uh, uh, yeah. A, a little bit the same. I think, you know, we, we certainly had the backpack. We were fortunate enough. And again, we'll touch on this in the next episode. We were bang on. We were 40 week 40 weeks on the nose, which is wow. really quite rare. Uh, but in terms of the overwhelming advice, obviously everyone's heart is in the right place. And, a lot of it, the advice that that, that does come your way, um, you know, you'll take with a grain of salt. But it's interesting mm-hmm. that you, you you take little nuggets and little bits when they're obviously appropriate to you. And it might not be twenty minutes after that person's had that chat with you; it might be three, four weeks down the down the line. Um, but I remember, you know, conversing with Ellie and going, i oh, remember what so and so said about this," and yeah, and so. They're obviously heart is in the good place, and it can feel very, very overwhelming because I mean opinions are like haircuts; everyone's got one, and they're all different. Mm. That's sorry, bit of a shout out to Daddy. Loves that, but (laughs) he's um, yeah, it was yeah. I mean, everyone's heart's obviously in the right place, and yeah, so much advice, so much to consider, and it is categorically overwhelming. I think uh, you know, as we've sort of spoken over the last forty minutes, it, 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 it. it does go so so quickly and you touched on then you know be prepared in those last sort of few weeks i found that 32 to 30 or uh, 40 which obviously went a few weeks longer mm. than you absolutely flew by and ellie will say the complete opposite because yep. you know obviously you time know, slows when you times, can't eat nice food yeah, and can, drink alcohol yeah. and do stuff yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah but absolutely flew by and then you know one day you're sub- supporting a, a a a pregnant partner and then the next day you're a dad it's it's absolutely crazy and mm. Oh, um but pregnancy um don't be afraid
1: uh as a partner don't be afraid of it it's hard i said you know there was a lot of anxiety involved that's perfectly normal uh the range of emotions you can feel during that 40 weeks or you know if it's less or over or whatever is crazy it's okay to feel those things um excitement anxiety uh trepidation pressure um you know unorganized you know you can feel all these things um but they're all you know things that you can research you can you know listen to like-minded stories like hopefully we've given you some things that are relatable in this podcast um and i guess that's the point of this podcast is as we go forward is to and you know like like you've heard we're in the infancy of fatherhood we are literally you know i'm coming up to two months you're almost six months uh we are learning on the job but if we're learning on the job, we may as well tell you that we're learning on the job and what we are learning day by yeah. day. Um, so that it might help you feel like there's someone out there that you can relate to. You know, I see this being, you know, say we're 200 episodes deep. Oh, kids, next- The kids could be, you know, 10 years old and we're, you know, still going, talking about kids at that age, what we're learning. Yeah. Uh, the second, you know, having a second child. And in relation to having the first, how is it different? How are they working together? How, you know, it, there's so many things um, that yeah. I wish that I could listen to. And I hope that we can
0: bring that at least in some sort of ad hoc way to the listeners, right? It's exciting thing. imagine what we know in 200 episodes time. Or we'll be able to like, you know, go back as <laughs> we'll a, listen episode to one and shake ourselves like yeah. you, know, you naive bastard. We'll listen to this and just go, what the f-
1: what were we talking about? We were we were way off the mark. But seriously, no, we know what we're talking about now.
0: We know some stuff. So, well, Len, thank you so much for coming along. I'm looking forward to episode two. We're going to deep dive into th- our birth stories, the celebrations, the challenges. Yeah. Um, but thank you everybody for tuning in for episode one of Dad Life. Cheers. Um, we are absolutely buzzed to have you here. If anybody from Kinder wanted to get on with the sponsorship, <laughs> that was that was a fair bit of air time. Please send us the money. <laughs> Tune in next time, everyone, and thank you so much for listening. Cheers.